So I will go and read um, Judges 6, 37 to 40. And it says, Look, I will place flea on the threshing floor if there is a dew only on the fleece and all the ground is dry then I will know that you will save Israel by my hand as you said and that is what happened Gideon rose early the next day he squeezed the flea and drove out the dew and a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Do not be angry with me. Let me make just one more request. Allow me one more test with the fleas, but this time make the feet dry and let the ground be covered with, with dew. That night God did so. Only the feet was dry. All the ground was covered with dew. So we'll see, we're seeing right here that Gideon, it wasn't that guy, the guy who was doing the battle with the tree. At this moment, he, he had a doubt. And he asked God, he asked God to encourage him, to show him that God was going to be with him and he was going to support him, right? But he didn't only ask once. Even when God responded to them, here, you have doubts? There is. He said, do not be angry with me. Let me ask one more thing. He asked again, knowing that God already responded about his doubt that, that he had going to work. Knowing the scripture right now, I don't think I will go and ask one more time to God. <laughs> you know, tell me once and respond to me. I don't know if I have the courage to ask. <laughs> right? Probably that's why he was, he was so afraid to go that he had to ask. He was so... That, that doubt didn't go away just with one response that the God showed him. So what I'm seeing right here, I think it's okay to have doubts. Because we are not perfect. You know, even that we know the scripture, even that we know that here said that they win the war and then they the 300 men were against, I don't know, 1,000, 2,000, and they didn't have weapons, they didn't have swords, they didn't have anything, they just blow the trumpet with a jar. <laughs> <laughs> what was the reason to just get the jar and just drop it? Doesn't specify what they did, probably to show the beginning of the war and then blew the trumpet so everybody knows where they are. If I was one of those guys, I would, I don't know what I would say, like, man, you're giving away our position. That's not how you do it. That's not how you do it. 
I'm gonna get home like really sneaky and like. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how Gideon was able to win because he listened. And by doing that, that's, that doesn't mean that he had no doubts at that point. Probably means that he wasn't able to, I don't know, ask one more time. He was too afraid to ask one more time. I don't know. But what I know is when he was able to go past the doubt, he was able to, to do what God wanted him to do. And it was really amazing, uh, really amazing what he did. And I really like, I'm really interested about this because he was the guy on the Bible who won the war without actually fighting it. Israel fought so many wars. But Gideon was the one who won those wars without actually, you know, going against physically and fighting, you know, with army. He go and chase them after they flee. But he didn't actually go, you know, head to head against that. And I hear like, you know, long time ago a preacher who was doing the same scripture. And it was so funny to me that I always remember that, that he was like saying like, why would the guy say what would Gideon said? He probably was saying like, you know, okay guys, let's go. And the guys got the swords, the things. Like, no, no, just throw the sword down. Throw the sword down. Like, the guys with, you know, shield. So, okay, let's throw the sword down. What were they thinking? Like, I don't know, it's like, then we gotta get spears, and we gotta get <laughs> What's the deal? She said, get the trumpet. Like, Everybody gets a trumpet. <laughs> so everybody throws the sword out. Everybody has trumpets. Like, what were they thinking? Like, what are we gonna do? Like, blow the ears? The enemy ears out so they don't hear us? Like, I don't get it. And then they see, and the other guy, you're gonna get a yard. It's like, why a yard? What's the yard for? Gideon was. He didn't even know what was going to happen. But he was, that point, at that moment, he was confident that God was going to give the army, the enemy army, to his hands. He was going to win. He was going to be victorious. If God comes to you, tells you, you're going to do this work for me. No, um, I don't think I'm the right guy for that. Which is which is cool, you know. You're not the right guy for it. <clears throat> the important part here is the God's God is the right guy for it. So as long as you're willing to let Him be the guy. You're all set. You're good to go. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, but how hard is for us 
to let somebody else tell you what to do. I'm not the guy. If somebody comes and say, here, you're going to do this like this, so, I got a better way. I'm going to do a better way than you're saying. So I will not do it. I will find a way not to do as I, would, uh, as I was told to do. Because I'm just like that, right? I want to show up that I can do better without doing what you said. So I think that's, you know, kind of a little bit of problem that we have as uh, Christians. That we don't let the Holy Spirit lead us. That God doesn't um, ask for perfection. He doesn't ask for, you don't have to have any doubts, any fears. Once you come to, to church, once you give yourself to me, you're not going to have doubts, you're not going to have fears. He doesn't say that. The only thing he asks is for us to give our heart. Because he knows that once we do that, he's going to show us, he's going to teach us how not to have fear, how not to have doubts. And if we do, he's going to teach us how to ask him for courage. For not having those fears. This is something that is not easy to do. I've been coming back and forth in the U.S. since I was a teenager. And coming here, you know, it's like I had doubts in the beginning. I didn't want to do it. Because I was like, you know, it's not my country. I don't feel comfortable. There you have to go through that. You have to go to this. I mean, just to go to the DMV, <laughs> it's a hard thing for you guys. For me, it's like more than three times harder. <laughs> yeah. Just to go to that, to normal and uh, easy things, daily stuff. It's hard. But, you know, I did it anyway. Come here, complain for a year, two years. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back. I want to be here. Because, you know, now I'm comfortable there. I have a good job. I have my own business. No worries about next payment, next bill, next thing, next step. You know, just fixing the car is really expensive here. It's like, man, I can buy two cars without the money that I spend over here in Mexico. Mm -hmm. yeah. <coughs> Everything, you know, people who live in Mexico have a really um, not intelligent expectations of people who comes here because they said that we have money because over here yeah gets you get really good money important. But they don't realize that you spend really good money. They show some daily stuff, food, gas, your car breaks down three times as expensive over there. Even having all those doubts, all those fears, and denying that I want to be here, 
I'm really glad that I come because God has been working my life so much to be able to stand here today and just giving this to show how God works in their life, how God teach you, how God give you that courage to be able to do amazing things and impossible things. Amen. What is impossible for us? It isn't for God. What you think is impossible, what you think you can't do, if it's impossible for you to go and pray and ask God for whatever you need, whatever is your need, it isn't just go and ask because you're going to see the difference. You're going to see that He's with you. He's always supporting you. So if you, if you think that, yeah, this happened in the Bible so long ago, I will tell you a little bit of my testimony so you can see if the God is the same back then uh, as it is today. Because few of you know this, but the first week they are right here. It was that week, it was my, one of my friend's birthday. So we went to Easter Washington. And we, they ran the bubble with it. We went water skiing or whatever, and then we spent the whole weekend there. And uh, I didn't know how to swim when we, we went there. So I practiced the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> And now I told myself, like, yeah, I'm pretty good. And now, you know, I can just go and just sit by myself because the whole weekend we have the boat and we have the uh, life jackets. But, you know, one day before uh, the last day that we, we, we were going to spend the night, they have to take the boat now. And you have to take everything out, you know best uh, life jackets, everything. So the day after they took the boat, uh, we were just, you know, swimming there. I was, I was, you know, I was okay. I wasn't the faster swimmer anyway, but I jumped on and, you know, played swim a little bit. So before we decided to go back to the camp, start preparing ourselves to leave. So let's, let's go for a last swim. I was in the ground resting. It's like, okay, let's go. I went there. Jumped into the water. It was like a jelly, so I had to go to the dock and then come back. So it wasn't that far. At the middle of my journey there, came in. for some reason I got so tired, I couldn't do it anymore. So I told my brother, he was like, head of me. And my friend was ahead of my brother. So I told him, like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. 
So I started swimming back. But like that swimming, like, like, you know, like you can't do it anymore. So while I was swimming, I went down. And then I come up. My brother, he was so, you know, so afraid to see that. Like, this guy is done. He starts swimming towards me. He got catch up with me. And then the second time that I was going down, I pulled him down as well. And then when I saw that, I was like, I'm going down, I'm going down the wall. So I just, when we come back up, I push him, and at the same time, I was pushing him so I can just go to the shop. So like, I can do this, it's really close from here, probably to the pews right there. So I did it, right? After that, I don't remember anything else. I went down and didn't come back. I don't know if you've seen movies when you go, they're drowning, they go with snow, it's snow, <laughs> and like, you know, reaching, trying to reach it. It didn't happen to me. I, the last thing I remember, pushing him and then going and then psh, disappeared. The whole story I didn't know because you know I was obviously on the bottom. But my brother knows and he told me about it that he was, you know, going all over and screaming help, help and then my by that time my friend came out, he saw me, he tried to grab me, he couldn't grab me. And I, I'm not a heavy <laughs> They say water is like that. Two, three times more than when you wake up. Yes, yeah, yeah, full water. Yeah. Full water, so. <laughs> so I come. So after they pulled me out, it was something really amazing because when we started uh, swimming, there was nobody there. And when I drank, it was, I don't know why he was from Ukraine, Russia, until this tall, off guy. Um, he pulled me out. My, he was the other way, he couldn't. Uh, he saw me try once, he couldn't do it. And then he tried one more time last time, and then he did. By that time, after everything went down the next day, that happened, my brother and my friends checked their phone because they called 911, they do all that. They realized that was on the water for more than 10 to 15 minutes. Because vintage doesn't have any hospitals. The nearest hospital is, I don't know how many months from there. So by the time they pulled me out, no less than, I don't know, four or five minutes, they came out. So it took all that time for them to come all the way there and they just pulled me out. So it was more than 10 minutes. So they disappeared me. I didn't spawn. So all that time was passing by. And my brother said, man, you, at that point you were like white. You were white. Imagine that. I was white. <laughs> He said, I knew 
that you were dead. My friend is a nurse. And she was telling my dad, like, he, he's okay, he's okay. But you can see her face, like, saying that just, just to say that. And then by the end, you know, they just two, three times in the chest and then I come back. So what is amazing and impossible over here? Is that I'm standing here, I don't have any issues, I don't have any problems, but then I know. <laughs> <laughs> Over 10 minutes, that's not possible. Apparently, it's possible with that. Because it happened. So if you go through the Bible, you think what Gideon did. You say, that's impossible. And then you realize, oh, it's possible, God. Yeah, but he was chosen. He was the guy who was chosen by God. So that only happens when God shows you. But you don't realize that God has already chosen you. He's already chosen you. You're the, only, the only thing you need to do open your heart, let Him work in your life. And you're going to see. What's impossible for you is not going to be impossible with God. Amen. So that's part of my testimony. And I was really not looking forward to say it when that happens back like then. Because for me, it's like kind of like if I tell them anybody, they're gonna say, God's <laughs> something special for you. Something special done for you. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know about that. The only thing I know is I'm gonna keep on going through the goal, which is God. Whatever He does for me, I'm willing to try. I'm willing to do my best. It's, it's fine to, to have doubts. It's fine if you have, you know, fears. Just remember that with all that, God's still there with you. Yeah. Remember that He can take those doubts out. And, you know, take those fears out. Always put him up from like he did. For the sorrow of God, the Lord cannot give. Yeah. I will tell you this. <clears throat> Start doing that. And you'll see a big difference. Not because I say so, it's because the Bible says. And if you don't believe, but the Bible said about all this, just look what happened to me. I'm not special. I don't have any special skills. I don't have 
power uh, kill people. And still God went to all that trouble to save my life. So I'm gonna end with this and just remind remember that He's always with us. Don't think that you're not chosen because you already are. He is with you. Anything that you do, always and a prayer. You will see the difference. Father, we thank you. We praise, praise you for all that you have done for us. We ask you for all the doubts, all the fears that we have. You will show us what we have to do. You will show us what you want us to do and when you want us to do. We praise you, praise you. We thank you for what you have given us and how you've been working in our life. We ask you to be more close to you and to show us the right. In the name of Jesus.